Well, good morning this Monday morning. Welcome to Kings at Home Daily. Glad you could join us this morning. Uh, my name's Goff, one of the leaders here at Kings, and uh, it's my privilege to open the scriptures this morning. We're going through the Sermon on the Mount and hopefully just uh, bring something to inspire your heart, to help you in your uh, your day-to-day -day as you seek to follow the Lord Jesus wherever you're going. So let's let's commit this few moments to the Lord that he'll use it well for us at the beginning of this day. Lord, we want to start today well, we want to start this week well, we want to walk well through this week, very aware that it's easy for days to slip by, perhaps for us to not do very well and look back. We don't want to live like that this week, we want to walk with you, we want to fellowship with you Lord, so we pray come help us now as we as we look at the Sermon on the Mount, your words Lord Jesus. Come speak to us today, we pray. Amen. Okay, we're in the Sermon on the Mount, and um, we're, we're coming to a new section. We've been through the Beatitudes, the blessed attitudes that, that Jesus outlined, and the characteristics of the disciple, um, follow his, follow people who are following the Lord Jesus. And we talk about the poor in spirit and so on, their, 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 their heart attitudes. And then he we, we went on to speak about the, the, the effect that we are to have in the world as Christians. We're the light of the world. And we saw that that's only possible because Jesus is the light of the world. And it's only as we live our lives in him and he in us that that's possible. Lamp, our lampstand, we're, 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 not to, um, be, we're not to be invisible and, and hide, but we're to be light and salt wherever we're going uh, in our daily lives. And then he went on to speak about our relationship with the, the law and the Old Testament. And that's because many of the people he was speaking to were Jews and he, he, he wanted them to really get it and understand how we, uh, how we live the, through the drama of Scripture. And then he, you know, I, I was saying on Friday how the, the Pharisees, they, I mean, they were, they were morally upright, good people. You know, you would want them in your church in the church you know, there, there they were you know morally upright and um, uh, commendable people but Jesus gave them a hard time because you see it's not about the outward and people seeing how great we are it's not ticking boxes being a follower of Jesus our righteousness is to exceed box ticking of the Pharisees, you know, oh, I'm glad I'm not like that person, oh, I fast twice a week, I've done, you know, that is not the kind of righteousness that Jesus is after. So, he says here, at this shocking verse, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and teachers, you won't enter the kingdom. Whoa. Well, of course, there's the implication there that the righteous, the, the only righteousness that qualifies us is the righteousness of the Lord Jesus. And I, I'm conscious I use a lot of old quotes lately, but is that what happens when you get old? I don't know. Anyway, there's a wonderful quote I use from, um, from Martin Luther. It speaks about the great exchange coming to the cross. You know, this wonderful exchange. Um, my sin on him. His righteousness on me. It's, it, I, I, I've forgotten the quote, but it's beautiful. And that's the only righteousness that that, that, that that allows us to come before the Lord. But it's a righteousness that the Lord wants 
to flow through us as we seek to, to live in him, in Christ, that phrase we've used a lot over the months, and as we want Jesus to be seen in us increasingly as we go on in our walk with the Lord. So, here we go. Our righteousness is to exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees. Now he's going to explain what that looks like. You have heard that it was said long ago, you shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment or to come before the court. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. <sighs> Ouch. Any, again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, that's an Aramaic word, for, for, you worthless chap, you wor it's, it's a derogatory, um, dismissive phrase. It, they're answerable to the court. And anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you're offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your altar there in front of the altar, and leave your gift there in front of the altar, and go first and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly with your... Goodness, this is there's a lot for us to talk about here. Um, let, me, let me go back and I'll, I'll, I'll talk it through as we go. You've heard it was said long ago, you shall not murder. Um, uh, don't forget, the, the, most, the, 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 the scriptures were written in Hebrew. Um, most of Jesus' hearers and the people um, in, in Judea and so on, they wouldn't have spoken Hebrew. They, Jews had been off in Babylon for a generation, and um, uh, Aramaic was now the language. So uh, they would rely, they, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't all have the, the, the Hebrew scriptures at their disposal. They wouldn't have great manuscripts at home. They would rely on the, the, the Pharisees and the scribes. So that's why you have heard it was said. He's speaking about the way the Pharisees would teach them. Much the same as before the Reformation in this country, when the scriptures were in Latin, most people didn't understand it, so they were totally dependent on the priests who put their own interpretation on on, on, on the scriptures. That's what was so revolutionary to have scriptures in English. I digress. So you've heard it said, the Pharisees, you shall not murder, but I tell you, anyone who's angry with their brother and sister will be subject to judgment. So what he's saying here is that the, the, the Pharisees were only really concerned for this outward righteousness. No, I haven't done that. I haven't done that. I haven't done that. Therefore, I'm a jolly good chap. And what Jesus is saying, the, the righteousness of the Christian is not like that. It's inward. It's to do with the heart. It's not ticking boxes. It's having a heart that's been renewed, that's been changed been changed because the Holy Spirit has come the presence of the Lord Jesus in our lives so that, that that's what's being said here anyone who's angry will be subject to judgment I think some translations say without reason I'm not sure it should be there um, of course so, well let me ask the question is it wrong then to be angry well let me put it like this when it comes to to anger, Jesus could be angry. He was perfect. His motives were perfect. The way he saw situations was perfect. 
So Jesus could he was angry with the, the with the, the money lender, lenders in the temple changes in the temple and so on. He could be angry because he he was he was perfect. He, his judgments were absolutely right. I think for us as human beings, when we get angry, it's so easy for that to just be, um, the anger of man doesn't achieve the righteousness of God. Just because of the way we're wired and our natures, anger quickly goes wrong with us. I think the best way to say it is this, we can be angry with sin, but what's being said here, we, we must try and distinguish between the sin and the sinner and make sure that they keep our hearts pure towards one another. Now, I've been battling a bit this week, to be honest, watching the news. I'm not going to mention any names, but if you've been watching the news, some of the things that, we, that happened in, 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 our, in, in our nation recently, violence against women and so on, and it, it will be very easy to be angry and to, to feel great indignation that could quickly spill over into, into hatred. And I think we've got to be very careful here. We need to, we hate sin. And when we see things happening around us that are unrighteous, we God, this is horrible. We hate it. It's, oh God, it's really horrible. But somehow we need to keep in our hearts a love for people. Lord, would you redeem this, this person by your grace? I'm reminded of a lovely story. Um, I haven't got time to quote the full thing. Corrie ten Boom, dear lady, Nazi Germany, she saw lots of suffering. After the war, she was in a church meeting and an SS or a prison camp officer who'd become a Christian came towards her to shake her hand. And I, remember, I think she said something like, she thought, God, I don't know, I can do this. How am I supposed to do this? And, and all she could do is begin to put out her hand. And But as she sort of took hold of this man's hand, she, she, she found just the love of God came into her heart and and I think that's often the way it is God I don't know, I don't know how do I do this Lord I need your help but she took the first step and the grace of God came to her and I think for us when we're tempted to get angry with people and we might uh, lash out for us to rein ourselves in and I'll explain why I haven't got time this morning but to put Lord I don't want to be like this by your grace, I'll take the first step of reconciliation. Please will you help me? My time's gone. I want to pray for us today. I'll continue tomorrow. Lord, we do want to have hearts that are after your own heart. And we, know, we all know how quickly anger can just, it can spread like a fire in our hearts and, and we, we, we don't want that, Lord. I pray for grace today. Lord, perhaps difficult situations that we're in right now, give us grace to take that first step of reconciliation, believing that you will give us the grace and the help to bring about something beautiful. Go with us, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a good day, and I'll continue with this point tomorrow. Bye now.